before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. if we did leave. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Animal Farm here on the We the People Radio Network. It is Wednesday, February 13th, 2008. I am your host, Ben Miller, and I'm hanging out here with my cohorts, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello. We've got a ridiculous amount of news to cover tonight. Uh, tons of police safe stuff. We're also going to be taking your phone calls. Phone number to call in is 888-202-1984. That's 888 888- 202-1984. You can also send us an AOL instant message at Animal Farm Show, all one word. And you can also uh, check out the website. It's AnimalFarmShow.com. Sign up for the forums. Become one with the Animal Farm. Right. We're going to get into uh, the uh, updates on the Hope Steffi case mm-hmm. uh, that we have going on. But first, I'm going to give some activist, activist alerts first. Um, Ron Paul calls for a march on Washington, D.C., just to let you guys know. Uh, Congressman Ron Paul has called on his supporters to organize a march on Washington, D.C., admitting that such a move would be risky but impossible for the media to ignore and could have a big impact on the eve of the Republican convention. In a campaign update posted on YouTube last night, the Texan outlined his thinking behind the plan. One of the projects that I've been working on on in, in my mind and in my head that I want to share with you. We ought to make a grand display. We ought to have a true march to show what our numbers are, said Paul, adding that such a move would be risky. Paul said the march was necessary because the media would not be able to ignore it, and such an action would send a powerful message. So we got that going on. Oh, my goodness, man. Yep. The other activist alert I have going on, which is a little bit, uh, uh, you know, not, not a big deal, but I, I, for people that don't know, uh, there's a hacker group out there, uh, a group of hackers uh, called Anonymous, and they oh, yeah. started their own little war on Scientology. They've started taking down their uh, their websites here and there, and uh, they they do not like their oh oppressive God. methods <laughs> that they use to uh, oppress their their religious people, and they've gone to war with them. So uh, the the hacking group Anonymous is starting a a uh, activist rally, uh, a march in New York City in the middle of March. Uh, so I'll keep you guys updated on that and when that is. I'll I'll probably be there. Uh, I'm not a Scientologist fan myself. I think uh, I think they're really small fish compared to. Uh, Compared to the big fish out there, the New World Order, but 
you know, I'll, I'll be there to show my support. I don't, I don't like that type of oppression, and uh, I'll be there. Well, keep us informed there, Ben. And, and you, you said that the amount of news tonight is absolutely outstanding. Mm -hmm. I highly doubt we could possibly get to all of it. And, um, yeah, the question really is, and just like the last couple of shows, is where to start. And before we do start, I do want to remind folks, uh, just like last week and the week before, this is kind of a quasi-line, open lines type show. We want to get your feedback on so many of these issues, or even issues that we don't cover. Give us a call and let us know what's on your mind. We've got a lot of great activists out there, and the call from the past, Ben, have just been great. We really do appreciate yeah. the support. And once again, the number is 888-202-1984. And as Ben said earlier to open the show, we do have the follow-up video, if you will, in the Hope Steffi case. Uh, you know, even with this subject in and of itself, I don't even know how to start, but uh, we did play the video last week. It was quite a long video, and it, there's really only two videos on the net anywhere that I know of that even deal with this case. But What's the rundown for, for new listeners? What happened to this poor woman? Well, maybe it's best if I read one of the several articles. Um, this one came right out of WKYC, which was the local, uh, you know, Stark County uh, you know, news source. Hope Steffi's night began with a call to police for help. It ended with her face down, completely naked, and sobbing on the jail cell floor. Now, before I go on, Ben, I do want to remind folks that the the videos that we we we've played and the audio that we're going to play from the follow video, it, it's 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 graphic. Even yeah. if I even if it's just something you can listen to, it's, it's really disturbing. it's disturbing. Yeah. It really is. And uh, everybody I've showed it to uh, really has a you know it's it's just tough to listen to realizing this woman is yeah. the victim of a crime and she's being assaulted nevertheless Steffi says Stark County Sheriff's deputies used excessive force and assaulted her during a strip search 15 months ago Now keep in mind this incident to my knowledge happened on October 20th 2006 um, so you know this this article was written a little bit after that Stark County Sheriff Timothy Swanson denies the allegation Steffi's attorney says her clothes including her underwear and bra were stripped from her body by at least seven Seven male and female sheriff deputies and jail workers. And at the same time, Ben, um, this was all videotaped by one of the either sheriffs or deputies or police officials. Yeah. And on top of that, they left her naked in the jail cell without anything, not even a blanket, and she wasn't even given a phone call. So uh, I, I, For six hours. For six, she was for six hours. She, was six for, hours. she ended up wrapping no. herself in toilet paper to keep warm and to not expose herself. Uh, again, folks, this is really horrific, and, and this one incident has really gotten me... Let's just say angry. I don't know what other word I can use, but nevertheless, like I said, we do have the follow-up video, and I want to play it because I think it's that important. So here you go. Well, the disturbing video that we showed you last night might not be the only video that was shot in this controversial case. The investigator Tom Meyer has more tonight with part two of his exclusive investigation. Why did you decide to talk with me? I don't want this to happen to somebody else. Greg Steffi and his wife, Hope, are suing the Stark County Sheriff, accusing deputies of using excessive and outrageous force, an allegation the sheriff denies. But Steffi says this video, shot by deputies and obtained by Channel 3 News, speaks for itself. This case got started with a call to 911 for help. Greg's wife was injured when a cousin assaulted her. When she had someone call the Stark County Sheriff, her troubles got worse, a lot worse. They say a deputy was confused when he arrived at the location where the attack occurred. They say he began treating the injured Steffi not as the victim, but as the troublemaker. He proceeded to pick her up off the ground uh, and slam her 
onto the ground. Nice. Oddly enough, the sheriff's dash cam video wasn't turned on when all of this was happening. That's a big question. The dash cam wasn't rolling until shortly before Steffi was placed in the back of the officer's squad car. And there's much the Steffi say happens before then and not caught on tape. She can't breathe. She, she's down face first. She's got all the air. And I want to remind folks before I continue here that um, she had several bruises. I think her nose was cut. But worse than that, she had a cracked tooth. And she had a bad disc in her back. I think it was a, they called it a slip disc or I guess maybe one of her vertebrae was uh, out of line. Either way, I think on top of the fear from the, you know, from being face down in a jail cell, I think that the pain uh, also led to her, her horrific yeah. screams. Those are the typical, typical that attributes portion of, of... I'm sorry, Ben? I'm sorry. Was it, that's what those are, the typical attributes of a, of, of a troublemaker. A yeah. Tooth, tooth and a, you know, again, I mean, the bottom line, the bottom line here is that even if Steffi did something really wrong, you don't treat people like this in the country. Even if they're criminals, you don't treat them like this, but nevertheless, she was the victim, so let's go on. The video either doesn't exist or wasn't released to Steffi's lawyers. When Steffi is hauled to jail, she says they roughed her up again before they pinned her down on a cell floor and took off all her clothes. Again, the sheriff denies the allegation. But is there even more video missing? We believe there's still videotape out there. Check out jailhouse surveillance video. A deputy's handheld camera appears to be rolling as Steffi was escorted to a cell. Her lawyers never received any of this tape which might show Steffi knocked to the ground again. They knocked her feet, her knees out from behind her, you know, and that she was face first. I'd like to know why they felt it was important to do that. The sheriff again denies the allegation, but there's no denying what happened in the video that Steffi's lawyers did obtain. Both male and female deputies inside a cell forcibly removing Steffi's clothes, including her bra and underwear. She was never asked, not once, during any period of time, you know, to take off your clothes, please, that there's a reason why, you know, it, it was for total humiliation. The Steffis and their lawyers say this is clearly a strip search, and the sheriff has policy for this procedure. I've got uh, the Stark County Sheriff's Department policy on strip searches. It says, and I quote, the officers conducting the search must be of the same sex as the prisoner. This is Stark County Sheriff's policy. That's common policy everywhere. They violated their own policy. The Sheriff's Office admits deputies left Steffi completely naked in the cell for six hours, but they deny this was a strip search. Hope Steffi was convicted on misdemeanor charges of resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. But most of the videos seen in this report was never shown at trial. Now the Steffis have evidence and they want sheriff deputies held accountable. It's just wrong that they do this to people. She called for help. She asked them for help. Not for this. Not for this. Now, the sheriff isn't talking because of the pending lawsuit, but he did say he feels they did everything by the book. The FBI typically investigates allegations of civil rights violations, but the agency wasn't aware of the Steffi case until Channel 3 News contacted them today. We also have calls into the Stark County prosecutor and the Ohio Attorney General to see if they plan to do anything about all this. 
Yeah, so the you know the newscast goes on a little bit longer, Ben, and they do talk about how the information now is is tough to get because there is going to be a lawsuit, mm-hmm. and obviously yeah. certain things can't be disclosed. And and just to reiterate, last week, if nothing else, you know, for my two cents, what gets me really upset about this not only is it horrific and wrong and absolutely lawless. I mean, the sheriff's department broke their own laws on their own video cameras, and, and how, said they did nothing. And how much how much worse <laughs> how much worse could it get, and how much more uh, hypocritical can it get? But on top of that, Ben, I also also mentioned that for the last two years we've heard nothing except for baseball and steroids and Britney Spears and Paris Hilton and all this absolute fluff and nonsense like we always get out of the mainstream media. And I want to remind folks, this happened in 2006. Okay, this happened some year and a half ago, something like that, October 20th, 2006, whatever it was. And we've never even heard about this on any there's no video of it. Ben, I challenge you and the listeners, go on the Internet and, and type in H-O-P-E, Hope Steffi, S-T-E-F-F-E-Y, and you're going to get a couple of news reports, and you're, you're only going to find one or two videos. Mm-hmm. I had to actually um, search YouTube for a while to get the second one, and the first one was actually taken off YouTube, so I found another version. We had a little trouble with, uh, of getting those videos, too. We certainly wow. did, um, and, and I just felt like it was important for you, the listeners, to know. And I also went to the Sheriff uh, County's office website, so www.sheriff.co.stark.oh.us. <laughs> you figure out for yourself, but nevertheless, the, the Sheriff did release this statement. I have reviewed this incident and feel comfortable that my deputies performed their rather unpleasant tasks in this incident in a professional manner that is consistent with the requirements of law hmm. however however an outside objective review of our actions is always welcome and necessary to maintain the public's trust in this office therefore sheriff tim swanson reports that after conferring with the, with counsel and stark county prosecutor john ferrero's office an official request has been made of attorney general's mark dan the letter officially requests that attorney Mark Dan's office review all circumstances surrounding the arrest and incarceration of Hope Steffi in October of 2007. But, Ben, I also want to point out that they spelled her name wrong twice. They spell it S-T-E-F-F-Y, and there's an E before the Y, and they say in October of 2007, and this happened in 2006. A shining <laughs> example of some fine police work. The, the fact that, the fact that they... Here and listen to this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I can't believe that he feels that uh, after the reviewing it that they perform their duties in uh, according to their in, own policy in a professional matter when they broke their own policy and I would imagine it's every state's policy to make sure that a strip search only happens by the same sex at the very least but Ben yeah. um, let me just say this this is the very tip of the iceberg as far as the proverbial police state news. I mean, if you want to take that out. The, the fact of the matter is we have a lot of news tonight alone that deals with police officers acting in a very immature, unprofessional, and unlawful manner. And I also want to make clear, you know, because a lot of times when I talk to people about this, you know, they want to, they always bring up the point, and it is a valid point, that listen, we, we know that not all cops are bad. In fact, I'm sure the majority of them do their job and do it very well, and I want to recognize that. And one of the prime reasons, Ben, that we talk about this, and one of the reasons why I always like to look for this type of news is that, yes, I want to expose what's going on and I want it to stop but I also want to reiterate and make sure that people out there the listeners know that we're not saying police are bad and the last thing we want to do is turn you know the population against the police because that's when things can get really chaotic so yeah the police and the people are supposed to work in harmony um, yeah. but unfortunately Ben I don't know what to make of the news this week <laughs> well just more and more police stuff I mean do you do you want to go over this this egomaniac cop that, that uh, oh, boy that uh, why don't you to, 
assault a the 14-year-old kid? The 14-year-old skateboard yes. well, kid? I, and I did actually edit some of the uh, audio out, and we may run into a break, and maybe I'll play it afterwards. Why don't you read the article then, and then I'll play the edited audio of another cop just totally using his power and abusing it at the same time. All right. Well, this article right here, <laughs> this article right here is from uh, Infowars.net. And it's from Steve Watson, and he says, Is it a man? Is it a dude? No, it's Officer Rivieri of the Baltimore Police Department, who is the latest small-membering thug to cop to believe that it is his duty to go around bullying and wrestling and disciplining innocent children. Unfortunately for this PC podge, he is also the latest cop caught on camera and made famous by YouTube. On the video, the officer... Salvatore Rivieri puts the boy in a headlock, pushes him to the ground, questions his upbringing, threatens to smack him, and repeatedly accuses the youngster of showing disrespect because the, ref- because the youth refers to the officer as man and dude. Reports <laughs> the son. I'm talking to you. Can you hear me? Don't get defensive with me, son, because you'll spend some time in juvenile. So that's just one example. We have the audio clip. And that's just one example of what this douchebag says well, yeah, to this kid. We're running into a break. When we get back, we're going to play this audio. we got some other audio. Uh, there's some horrific things that are going on, folks, unfortunately. But we, we do have some good news tonight. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show with the People Radio Network. We shall return. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs, few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, one 877 928-8822. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. 
Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Lighting the fires of liberty with your host, Michael Badnarik, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, only on We the People Radio Network. All right, folks, welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Tony Pax, along with Pius and Benjamin Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, folks, yes. the number to call in and participate tonight is 888-202-1984. You can also send us an instant message at Animal Farm Show, one word. That's at AOL. Uh, lots to talk about tonight, folks. We want to keep on moving, keep the ball rolling. And we did leave off with the, e- the egomaniac, uh, egomaniac thug cop in Baltimore who, uh, you know, another incident of uh, a bunch of skateboarder, little 14, 15-year-old skateboarder dudes, and uh, the cop comes over, and uh, just listen to the voice. I mean, to me, this just uh, epitomizes what some of some of the cops out there are doing, uh, as far as abusing their power and just trying to act tough when there's really no need to. And I cut up the audio for you just to kind of move it along, but just mm-hmm. listen to the tone and what comes out of the cop's mouth. Keep in mind, cops are there to protect and serve. Not to <laughs> parents. Right. I'm not your father. You hear me? I'm not your father. You give that attitude to your father. You give it to me, I'll smack you upside the head. I don't have a father. Shut your mouth, I'm talking. There, shut up, you. Where are you from? Gee, I didn't do anything. Where are you from? Did you pause that for me for a second? Sit down. Sure just, to, just to give people a visual, he he now proceeds to choke the 14-year-old. Yeah, and this he, is a person that's three times the size of this poor kid, and obviously he's choking him because he doesn't like the way he dresses, he doesn't like the way he talks, and he doesn't like uh, who he is as a person. He's about, yeah, the kid's a 14-year-old, he's about 80 pounds, yeah. and this is the, this guy's a big guy. Uh, yeah. He's a he's a lard ass. He said he's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, well, his <laughs> name, yeah, his name, again, instead of Baltimore, you can just uh, Google Inner Harbor Incident Hits Internet. Officer suspended after video shows him berating team. His name is Salvatore Rivieri. And he's he's obviously a really tough guy. <laughs> sit down, I'm not a dude. You're damn right you're calling your mother. Dude, don't say about skateboard. I didn't do anything. Hey, hey, dude, hey, one more time. Are you from the county or something? First of all, you disrespected me, this badge, and my department. You understand me? When I'm talking to you, you shut your mouth and you listen. Oh, God. Can you pause that again? Oh, boy. Shut up. So he says, you disrespect my badge, my department, 
but this officer in himself is disrespecting the badge, he's, right? He's extremely, uh, in, in a horrible manner, he's totally destroying his badge and credibility. And the idea, again, you're supposed to protect and serve the public, and what is he doing? He's the exact and opposite. He's trying to teach the child how to talk. So the child's calling him dude, man. This is how the child was brought up. This is how his friends talk. This is how people talk. And the officer is trying to to teach this kid how to talk. Ben, oh, yeah. Way beyond his, his constitutional responsibility. The kid can say whatever he wants, Ben. Okay? Yeah. The kid could be a complete wise-ass and he could be out yeah. of line. But the, I expect my police officers to be better men and women and to be above this type of attitude and this type of behavior. This is a complete abuse of power. I would it's, urinate on the this And what do you think this kid's going to think about cops now when he grows up? Think about the, the results and think about the effect of what his, his friends are going to think that cops are. You know what? So, yeah. so your parents don't put a foot in your butt quite enough because you don't understand the meaning of respect. First of all, you better learn how to speak. I'm not man. I'm not dude. I am Officer Rivieri. Woo! All right. <laughs> The sooner you learn that, the longer you're going to live in this world. That's an interesting claim. Yeah. That's a very interesting. Is him. Wow. Because <laughs> you go around doing this kind of stuff, somebody's going to kill you. How old are you? Fourteen. Sit down. Pushes in. Did you not just hear me? Son, what is your problem? Now keep in mind, as this is going on, Ben, the uh, the officer puts the little 14-year-old kid in a headlock and steals a skateboard. The skateboard's already in the patrol car. And then car. when the kid tries to get up, he pushes him pushes down. Pushes him down. So there is there is an up. assault case here, he's unfortunately. Literally, he's literally pushing somebody while they're down. It's a I mean, little, what, it's how 14-year-old kid? Uh. you go to school and give your teacher this kind of lip and back talk to your teacher? Then what makes you think you can come and do it to a police officer? Stop calling me. Dude! A dude is somebody who works on a ranch. Your friends got brains in their head. They don't want to shut their mouth. You just keep flapping. Now, what's your name? Eric Bush. Don't forget to get the information. Speak up. Where do you live? Where do you live, Eric Bush? And what's your address? What is it? Now, just for nice poetic justice, Ben, just something that gives me a little smile now that we're using the cameras against... Mm -hmm. the uh, the corporation and the the police because it, I think it's beneficial to have the cameras at least because now we can see when this brutality happens and if nothing else we wouldn't be talking about these issues but at the very end of this clip I want you to listen closely the cop says are you filming me I better not see my and it cuts off a little prematurely but I'm sure he said something along the lines of I better not see this video on YouTube but sure enough it did it did end up on YouTube is your mother home you want to call her so I can talk to her and I'll explain to her what the problem is. Yeah, okay, so it cuts off there. <laughs> just to end off, Sterling Clifford, a spokesman for the Baltimore Police Department and the mayor's office, said authorities have begun an internal affairs investigation. Quote, the entire incident raised red flags for all the members of the command staff who watched the video, Clifford said. He said yesterday afternoon that Mayor Shelia Dixon had not seen the video, which appears to have been shot last summer. So again, Ben, this is this is kind of an, uh, over the summer. This happened midsummer, yeah. maybe, but that its contents had been described to her, and that she was very displeased. Okay, mm -hmm. we have uh, quote we have invested a lot of time and energy in having better relations between the community and the police. Clifford said the bad behavior of one police officer can jeopardize a lot of hard work, and I echo those words. And again, I can't say it enough, but we're not 
trying to make the point that cops are bad. We just have to cut down on the cops who are abusing their power. Officer Rivieri's bad. Well, yeah, I mean, look, everybody has bad days and stuff, but we, again, we expect our officers to be better than this, and there's no need for this. Um, Clifford said Rivieri's suspension entails a transfer to administrative duties with pay, just so everybody knows the consequences. So he's probably sitting behind a desk right now, and maybe he's watching YouTube, Ben, who knows? Uh, nevertheless, yeah, at least he's off the street. Little at least dogs for no reason. You know what, though? At least his dude's off the street. We need to start punishing these police officers. Otherwise, they're never going to learn. Well, here's what, okay? we need to, here's what we need to do. Everybody listen out there. Have a camera. Buy a camera. Buy a cheap camera. Keep it with you on all times. I have a camera in my car. They're using it against us. We might as well use them right back. Absolutely. If, if The second you get pulled over, turn that camera on. I have I have the ability to turn my camera on with a flick of a switch. That's, that's all we need to do to watch these people because you can't trust them. You absolutely can't trust them. This is the reason why they have cameras in this car. He, I, I have a, 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 another uh, article here, um, but it's not it's not really an article. It's a YouTube video of another cop literally choking a 13-year-old kid on a skateboard. That was in San Francisco. I think that, that was in time ago. And if anybody wants to watch this video, uh, the, the, go to YouTube. The title of it is Go Skateboarding Day, Cop versus Skaters. Yep. And, and what happens is he chokes this 13-year-old. Then another kid says, hey, I have, a, I have a video of this cop choking a 13-year-old. Then the cop proceeds to chase yeah. after the kid with the camera yeah. when the kid's running away for his life. And the cop's kind of fat with a big gut. And the kid's all small and swift. And he's running away. And the, the cop's chasing after him. <laughs> It's funny, but yeah. again, all this is delicate. Uh, and what's what's the deal with them going after skaters, man? Why skaters? Well, you know, I think skateboarders a lot of times that you know they're intruding on private property, and of course the best places are the corporate buildings with the railings and the stairs. Regardless, I mean, look, they, the skaters probably should have not been there, and it's against the law for them to skate there. And I understand that, but again, it's how our officers of the law are handling the situations. And uh, in the most perverted example of I don't lawlessness, uh, police dump paralyzed man out of a wheelchair. Everybody listening saying. Oh, I'm glad they talk about this. Excuse me. Yeah, it happened. A deputy at the Orient Road Jail in Hillsborough County, Florida, was caught on tape dumping a, a quadriplegic man out of his wheelchair. And I'll play the clip, and we may hit a break, but we'll come back. Meet Ryan Sterner, who broke his neck almost 14 years ago and is a quadriplegic. But watch what happens when Sterner, who can drive and was arrested on a traffic violation, gets to the Orient Road Jail. And this deputy, Marsha... Um... You know, she looked at me and she didn't believe that I was a quadriplegic, I guess. And she walked behind me with those handles on the back of that hospital-grade wheelchair and just dumped it straight forward. Sterner says he tried to roll as he was going down, but hit so hard he thought he had broken two ribs. Then when he was out... When punks start hassling decent people, yeah. I make it my business. Thank you, Mr. T. <laughs> Just Google this, folks. Police dump paralyzed man out of a wheelchair. We're going to play the rest of the clip. When we come back, you're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We shall return. It's the goof of all time. Ron Paul is an honest, humble, genuine man. Ron Paul is the most important candidate I've ever had a chance to vote for in my life. I've been a registered Democrat since I was 18 years old. People from every segment of society want to be free. It is a message of freedom that has drawn us to Ron Paul. Our founding fathers established that we would be able to worship and raise our children, educate our children as we wish. Dr. Ron Paul is an OBGYN physician who has delivered over 4,000 babies, but not once did he perform an abortion. In 1983, Ron Paul predicted in 1987 
recession, four years before it happened. In South Carolina, at the debate, he announced that we're going into a recession. It's interesting that Dr. Ron Paul has received more financial contributions from military personnel, active and retired, than any other presidential candidate from either party. My Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. All right, folks, we're back. You're listening to the Animal Farm on the We the People Radio Network. Toll free number to call in is 888 202 1984. That's 888 202 1984. Or if you have unlimited long distance, please use the call in number 512 646 1984. Animalforumshow.com. Check it out. Um, if you're as pissed off as we are about this, about this whole uh, yes. police state news that's going on, please give us a call and let us know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also. There you go. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, I think Pius made a good point way uh, during the break there. I mean, if nothing else, Ben, if I don't expect the people to stand up and if I don't expect the cops to get suspended for these types of activities that, that are going on, I expect the good cops out there to speak out. I expect them to do things and to speak out against these acts because they're the ones who are made to look bad. We know that not all cops are bad. The majority of them are most likely good. Uh, I would argue that they're being trained inappropriately in a lot of ways, but we're not going to get into that. I mean, we have literally have a paraplegic man who apparently had a traffic violation, and he's in his wheelchair, and they dump him on the jail floor. And I'm going to play this whole clip now, because you wouldn't believe it unless you heard it. Meet Ryan Sterner, who broke his neck almost 14 years ago and is a quadriplegic. But watch what happens when Sterner, who can drive and was arrested on a traffic violation, gets to the Orient Road Jail. And this Deputy Marsha... Um... You know, she looked at me and she didn't believe that I was a quadriplegic, I guess. And she walked behind me with those handles on the back of that hospital grade wheelchair and just dumped it straight forward. Sterner says he tried to roll as he was going down, but hit so hard he thought he had broken two ribs. Then when he was on the floor, deputies frisked him and tried to get him back into the chair. You know, I told him how to pick me up and put me back in the chair. But without sensation, like, I don't feel anything from my chest down. So I didn't know they were broken then, uh, my ribs. The Hillsborough Sheriff's Office didn't know anything about the incident until we showed them their tape. And now an investigation is underway. This has all come to light today. Therefore, this review, very active. 
And while we asked for a written report of the incident, the major in charge here at the Orient Road Jail told us there isn't one. Because as far as they're concerned, they didn't have a problem with, nor cause a problem to, any inmate in a wheelchair. But don't tell that to Brian Sterner. It's incredibly degrading. It's an example of how poorly trained the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office is. You know, if they're trying to figure out if somebody's in a wheelchair or not, there are many other ways you can do it besides dumping somebody on their face. You know? But it's something Sterner had to face, and now the Sheriff's Office will have to face the fact that a deputy at the jail thought it was appropriate to dump someone out of a wheelchair onto the ground, and another deputy appears to think it's funny. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, yeah, I'm laughing. How could, you know, how, how could this happen? I mean, how could how could you consciously take a paraplegic man who's in a wheelchair and dump him on the ground and then think it's funny? How twisted of a of, of a mind do you have to have to, to do that? God, I love freedom. God, I love freedom. Thank you. Um, it's sick. I mean, and, and again, it doesn't end there, folks. I mean, you know, we have literally a police swabbing mounts during traffic stops and serial killer hunt that came out of Daytona Beach, Florida. I have audio of that. I'm not going to play because we're already we're already running out of time at this point. We have police in Laramie, uh, Wyoming, uh, in a case of zero tolerance run amok. School officials in Laramie, Wyoming, filed criminal charges against three 13-year-old girls for throwing French fries. <laughs> I wanted to use this last week as the number one article. I didn't. Oh I'm not even kidding. Just Google it. Police in Laramie, L-A-R-A-M-I-E, Wyoming, cite teen girls who threw French fries. Just Google French fries and assault. I mean, they, 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 they called it hurling missiles. They're French fries. What in God's name is going on? You know, and, and in Boston, the, the misery continues. Boston sets a search for guns at homes. The voluntary program is issue in community. Boston police prepare to go into some of the city's most dangerous neighborhoods, knock on doors of private houses, and ask if they can search for illegal guns without a warrant? God, man. This is not community. This is not people and... You know, uh, officials of the law getting together and working together. This is separation, and that's what scares me the most, Ben. Once the police and the the population at large are separated, then we do have martial law. Then we have the real martial law definition of martial it's also, law. It's also a reeducation process where they're teaching them that guns are bad, and 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 if you oh, have any guns course. in your house, please let us in, and we could take care of this big problem for you. These guns, uh, even though guns are are used to defend people and their their own rights, and and they're used to Pretty much, uh, <laughs> yeah. They, they save lives, and it, statistically, guns uh, in the hands of private citizens save lives. I want to play just a little bit of this clip, Ben, because I want to make a point. So this is the police who are swabbing the mouths of drivers to test DNA oh because God. they're hunting after a serial killer. Now, new information in the hunt for a serial killer in Daytona Beach tonight. Police are taking DNA samples during traffic stops, hoping for a break in this case. Tark Miner is live in Daytona Beach. And Tark, are these DNA tests mandatory? Well, Jackie, the DNA tests are not mandatory. You have the right to refuse to share your DNA with police officers at traffic stops. However, as we'll show you, several people are volunteering to give their DNA so they can be removed from the serial killer suspect list. Daytona Beach detectives close in on a man from Ontario, Canada, believed to be a person of interest in the Daytona Beach serial killings. A careful search of Jerry Thibodeau's RV comes up completely clean. Thibodeau, who's been living in his vehicle, cooperates with authorities, but before being excused from police custody, Thibodeau submits to a voluntary DNA test. Sources close to the investigation to Local 6, police are swabbing the mouths of potential suspects with DNA test kits like these 
at traffic stops and other special operations. Police are attempting to collect as much DNA as possible in hopes of making a match. Genetically, we know who he is. I mean, we have DNA evidence from, from uh, the murder scenes, several of the murder scenes. So we got that. That's never going to go away. It's never going to go away. And sooner or later, we'll match the DNA to the physical person. <laughs> and, and Whatever happened to detective work? All right, here's a solution. We have one criminal in the country. Let's have everybody submit their DNA to the police so that we'll eventually hit the jackpot and find the one criminal. But it's a voluntary you, task. Are you kidding me? It's a voluntary Exactly. Task. So if the criminal is just happened to be driving on the highway... In the same place that... Do you think he's going to submit his DNA for the test? Are you friggin' kidding me? And we'll bring closure to everything that's going on. Police don't know if DNA found at the scene of the last victim, Stacy Gage's murder, matches DNA found at the other crime scenes. But the timing of Gage's murder and the killer's method of operation lines up with the killer responsible for murdering three prostitutes. The chief says over time, modern technology will prevail. I can tell you that we're working really, really, really hard. I mean, I can tell you there are a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes. I, I, you know, I would love to share it with you, but why would I share... <sighs> My uh, our playbook God, with the opposition. Yeah, don't don't share your playbook. Just have a news report that says that you're going to be swabbing the mouths of drivers. Mm -hmm. you know, Good idea. Do that. We're we're working hard. Yeah, you're obviously working really hard. Yeah. Well, what did we ever do, Ben, in the 50s, the 40s, and you know, what did we do before technology? I mean, with our, I, oh, I, I could have swore that I've seen movies where these detectives. You ever heard of those <laughs> detectives? Right. What are those? I think that's what they're called. Whatever happened to the detective work? So we're, <laughs> it's just it's asinine. It's complete asinine. I don't know. Um, now that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm taking crazy pills. It is. Mark Penn, you're on the air. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's Mark from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, Mark from Pennsylvania, you're on the air. Excuse me. My head is shaking right now. I'm so enraged. Go ahead, Mark. What's up? Um, I'm listening to your stories on uh, the police brutality epidemic that's going on, and uh, I just uh, want to bring uh, something to your attention that really it's a problem in the basic consciousness of uh, these beings, and uh, you really have to make a, cur uh, a cursory examination of the human brain to really understand the, the true dynamic this right here. Uh, human, the human brain is divided into three parts. There is the reptilian complex that sits at the, uh, at the uh, brain stem, at the top of the brain stem. Above that, there is the limbic system, which is responsible for emotions and empathy toward others. The reptilian brain, the R-complex, is responsible for male domination, um, aggression, fight-or-flight response. Above both of these two complexes in the brain is the neocortex. It's divided into the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. Okay. You could imbalance the neocortex to the left brain, the analytical uh, masculine dominator side of the neocortex. Essentially, it stops functioning as the command and control center of the brain, and executive control is shunted to the R complex, and you result with a being with this type of consciousness. This manipulation of consciousness is being done by design at the highest levels of these organizations. They're, they're taking people with a, uh, a, a proclivity to this type of manipulation and Absolutely. working yes. on them. To, to no, Mark, Mark, I, I, I couldn't... They are I couldn't, 
Right. No, I couldn't agree more. And in fact, what you just said um, is exactly what I've been saying in a lot simpler words. I've been saying it a lot simpler. And, and I'm the one to talk because I thought your name was Mark Penn. My brain, obviously, Mark, is not working right now. And it's <laughs> I'm not thinking very straight right now because I've been reading these articles all day. And literally, Mark, we've just scratched the surface on the police state news alone. Um, so, Mark, let me ask you a question. But basically, you're yep. saying that this is done by design. And we talk about a lot of things that are done by design. But would you say that most, if not all of this, is all the result of... Of training, the way that our police officers are trained in the last 20, 10, 5 years maybe, uh, is is contributing to what's going on and why the cops are behaving this way. Would you agree with that? Completely, completely to, to an agenda to treat the people like the enemy, because it, it's all for an agenda of complete totalitarian control, and it's done by the the uh, manipulators behind the scenes of human consciousness. And unless we understand that this problem is rooted in the consciousness of the individuals and work to try to create balance between those hemispheres of the brain, which then makes the neocortex work as the executive command and control center of the brain as it is intended to. I love it. No, Mark, listen, Mark, I want to hold you over. We have a break coming up. I want to hold you over. I appreciate it. Just hang on. And when we come back, we'll talk more about this. Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. We will be right back with Mark from Pennsylvania. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. 
Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Great host. Great topics. Free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. All right, folks, we're back. You're listening to the Animal Farm and the We the People Radio Network. Call in number is 888-202-1984. That's 888-202-1984. Website is animalfarmshow.com. Drop us an AOLIM, too. AnimalFarmShow.com or all one all one word. Uh, we got Mark from Pennsylvania on the on the line, and uh, Mark was basically talking about the brain and the way the brain structure works, and how the reptilian portion of the brain is the uh, portion that really is being uh, uh, soothed and kind of uh, trying to be grown in order for uh, uh, the police officers to kind of be able to to. Well, what's what's your take on it, Mark? I mean, what what's your uh, what's your word for that? Are we being uh, are we being well, taken over? Or? What I'm talking about here is the manipulation of consciousness through the knowledge of the triune brain, the, the, the threefold nature of the human brain. And um, again, the neocortex is, is the largest and most ramified portion of the human brain. It's divided into the two hemispheres, the left and right, the left being responsible for uh, verbal communications, mathematics, science, analytical uh, uh, processes, the right being responsible for intuition, nurturing, uh, empathy, emotions, things like that. Now, if you can balance, if you can imbalance uh, thoughts, emotions, and actions toward one side of the brain or the other, you, you essentially shut down the neocortex. This isn't conjecture. This is actually proven with new types of, uh, of, of resonant imaging technologies, and they could do uh, cross-sections of the neocortex to find that in people who are of this type of consciousness, the, the, the firing patterns, the synaptic firing patterns are completely blacked out in large portions of the neocortex. And so Mark, are, are you saying, or is, is, it, is it that people are individuals and they're, they're unique in their own separate ways and you know there are some people maybe with a larger section of their brain developed into the reptilian section and do you think Absolutely. that those people are being, are being recruited as police officers? Are those the certain type of characteristics that police officers that police uh, offices are recruiting people for? I'm saying it's a manipulation of consciousness from cradle to grave to create one type of influence being another. They, they are the type that is imbalanced toward the left brain hemisphere, which uh, nullifies the limbic system or the emotional part of the brain, the mammalian brain that sits under the neocortex, and then it shunts executive control to the reptilian complex at the brain stem. So these these types of individuals are operating out of reptilian-based consciousness. The 
other way you can imbalance the brain is through the right hemisphere. This isn't as favored by the manipulators and their techniques. But uh, this is, this is uh, done through things like the New Age movement, which creates people who are willing to lay down the control because when you imbalance the right side of the neocortex, the whole neocortex stops functioning as it should as a regulator and command and control center. The limbic system goes haywire. And you have people with way more emotional activity being generated within their consciousness. And the reptilian complex doesn't function properly. So that's a person who will never stand up for themselves and will be willing to capitulate to control. So hey, Mark, no. Listen, it's, uh, first of all, I'm on the page. I, th I think you bring up a lot of good points. And uh, I wanted to ask you, do you have anything you wanted to plug? I really want to move along here. we got a lot of news, and I appreciate it. We all appreciate the call. If you're but I think, I think I, Yes. I'm just I'm wondering if you have a, if you have a URL or anything you want to give yes, out or plug because I think people are going to be more interested. The more you talk, the more you the more you get me interested. So is there anything else? I, there, any, I, I, anything I'm there? actually doing public speaking on this, and I have a rudimentary website built where I'm starting to build articles. There'll probably be over 100 articles eventually. The website is www.whatonearthishappening.com. Uh, that's a great URL. That's a great URL, Mark. And uh, Mark, send if you would uh, send over some of those articles as you as you write them, and we'll be we'll be happy to plug them here on air. I'd I'd be glad to do that. You guys have a great program. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for the call. And and it, it tell you, Ben, it really it humbles me to uh, to listen to people who have that that type of knowledge of of just the brain in general. I mean, it's great. We yeah, we just take our articles to the next level. It, it I mean, really that's what it's all about. It really is great. Hey, Squidward, maybe Santa will bring me a dictionary so I can understand what you just said. <laughs> no, absolutely, Mark. Once again, thank you. And and the other thing I wanted to point out, and I think it kind of ties into this. This the, the way to manipulate the brain, and maybe not from cradle to grave, but more specifically, we, we've seen so many movies, Ben, of training of military before they go to war, and, and obviously, you know, you have to desensitize people to go to war, otherwise they just get shell shock instantly, and yeah. they just frozen in time. But you know, Full Metal Jacket's a good, one of the best movies, one of my favorite movies to, you know, to add a little humor to the uh, to the whole process of you know training the military because you have such great acting. But yeah, I mean, it's what is your major <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, nevertheless, I mean, you know, once again, great call. And, you know, the more we talk about it, the more we're going to learn about it. And, and we appreciate all the input that we can get at this point. Uh, and there's so much more. So, Ben, I, I want, yeah, I want to talk about the Scalia thing. I know you, you're, you're dying to talk about it. So let's, dying just, to talk about let's it. just dive right into it because it's important. All right. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia is saying that courts shouldn't prohibit torture. I have this cliff. Of uh, he's talking at NPR and he's basically talking about how the courts shouldn't prohibit torture and he's saying that the shut yes. up you shut up you shut up you shut up you shut up shut up okay shut up the U.S. he's basically saying the U.S. Constitution does not uh, give rights to citizen to to uh, overseas citizens so I have this clip right here queued up take a listen. Actions in relation to Guantanamo Bay, people might say, well, it took a very long time for you to come down and do the right thing. Well, now you're talking about a different issue, uh, Guantanamo Bay. I, I'm talking about the United States Constitution. The United States Constitution gives rights to Americans wherever they are and to foreigners who are in America. Who are okay, now let me just pause that right here, and I want to uh, let you kind of wow. hear that. <laughs> he says the United States Constitution gives rights to citizens that are here in the United States and to and to foreigners that are that are here in the United States. You can't we, we had Michael Badnark on the show a couple weeks back and he had kind of basically explained that you can't give somebody a right. It's impossible to give somebody a right. 
a right is something that's endowed by your beliefs, uh, whether it be uh, the creator, uh, whether you think that the creator has given your rights, like the right to live. That can't be given to you. That's, that's something that's inherent. That's something that exists inside your being. So to give somebody a right is a ridiculous notion. It's like saying, uh, as Michael Badnarik would say, it's like saying round square or jumbo shrimp. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> if you give somebody a right, that's called a privilege. So this is a Supreme Court justice that doesn't even understand the difference between rights and privileges. How freaking far have we come in this country? Yeah. Is it su does it surprise anybody at this point? We, we Think about how many times we've exposed government officials for I'm not knowing. over this. You know, Michael Hayden doesn't know the Fourth Amendment. And granted, Ben, this is a but lot this worse. this is a Supreme Court justice. No, this, this is, is infinitely worse. Infinitely worse. I'm no. flipping out over here. This guy's an idiot. Are there things that make you angry? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me what count the, the ways. Hell? Well, you know... It, I, Again, what, what, else, what else could you say about it? I mean, yes, it, it angers us, but at least we're getting the information out there, and you, the listeners, have always contributed, and we appreciate it. But, uh, you know, just another example. I mean, you have uh, Michael Chertoff, the director of the Homeland Security chief. Uh, Earth-shattering events, Worry Chertoff. We've heard about this. What is this guy like? Uh, he predicts things now. He's got a gut feeling we're going to be attacked. Homeland, Homeland Security chief Michael Chertoff's eyes narrow, and his voice develops a stern, urgent tone as he reveals America's biggest vulnerability to terrorism no. the great weapon oh thank you the great weapon they have is persistence and patience and the one weakness that we have is the tendency to lose patience and become complacent <laughs> it strikes me as hard to accept that anybody would believe the threat is over there is nothing these terrorists are doing or saying that could lead a reasonable person to believe that they have somehow lost interest our biggest challenge is making sure we do not drop our guard because time passes. <laughs> I love the accent. It's not funny. We're living in this reality. I'm sorry. Whew. Quote him, if you're asking me what keeps me up at night, or what mo what I most worry about in the short term. Obviously, you worry about homegrown terrorists or somebody coming in with an explosive device or the kind of act of violence or terror that we've actually seen occasionally carried out in this country by people who are simply nuts or like a Timothy McVeigh. This guy has some intellect, let me tell you. <clears throat> but in But in the longer run... In terms of something that would really be earth-shattering, the kinds of things I'm worried about, again, this is Michael Chertoff talking, about are a nuclear or dirty bomb attack or a nuclear or biological attack. This is the chief of Homeland oh, Security. Now, I want, I want to make a little comparison here, Ben. This is Michael Chertoff talking about this. Now, again, he's always got these gut reactions and, oh, I just have it in my bones. We're going to get attacked. <laughs> but sure enough, <laughs> two days later, Homeland Security is easing immigrant background checks. Now, again, immigration is not something we often talk about on the show, Ben. But the fact of the matter is, uh, and I'll read the article and we'll comment afterwards, in a major policy shift to aim at reducing a ballooning immigration backlog, the Department of Homeland Security is preparing to grant permanent residency to tens of thousands of applicants before the FBI completes a required background check what those eligible are immigrants whose fingerprints have cleared the FBI database of criminal convictions and arrests but whose names have not yet cleared the FBI's criminal intelligence files after six months of waiting the immigrants who are granted permanent status more commonly known as getting their green cards mm -hmm. will be expected eventually to clear the FBI's name check if they don't their legal status will be revoked and they will be deported Okay, so it goes on. Attorneys who represent immigrants applauded the new policy and predicted green cards would be issued faster. However, advocates of stricter immigration enforcement accused the Department of, uh, Department of Homeland Security of creating security loopholes.
goals rather than solving the backlog problem. So again, Ben, you have Chertoff who's worried about a biological attack, but we're not checking immigrants. So how easy are wide open, how easy it is to come in the country and attack the country? It, <laughs> it just makes you sick. It, and it shows it shows what this war on terror is. It shows it it's, for a it's farce. A, it's a business. And it shows it's a farce. Bull crap. And then it makes no sense, folks. We're we're, we're heading crap. into a break here, top of the hour. It is our shortest break. It is the Animal Farm on the We the People Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> I like nonsense. It wakes up the brain cells. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. Jack. Catch Deadline Live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday, right here on We the People Radio Network. WTPR. You people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. All right, folks, welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show on the We the People Radio Network. Tony Pax, your host, along with Ben Miller and the Pyeth, the beloved Pyeth. Hello. Always. He's always here with us. We love Pyeth. <laughs> uh, we are going to be joined by Charles Ratner over the phone. We do have a new bit, Ben, and I don't know if we even talked about this, but we have a new kind of a yes. game show. We, want, we really wanted to add some fun and some interactivity. Interactivity, yeah, interactivity and some humor into the game. And we will have a game, kind of a mini game show with Charles Ratner. Again, he is a lawyer. Um, so once again, the number is 888-202-1984. But before we get to Charles Ratner and to this beloved game show, I had like a little, I was, you know, I was watching the Super Bowl, Ben, like everybody else in America. We all watch the Super Bowl. And the only commercial that really hit me was the commercial of the drug dealer outside of a building. And he was like, you know, saying, hey, business is really tough these days because people can just get drugs out of the medicine cabinet. And the overall... Drugs and alcohol. Thank you, George. And I will play the commercial in its entirety. But the overall message of the commercial was, you know, the drug dealers are losing money in business because you could just get the drug right out of the medicine cabinet. I mean, the prescription drugs today, Ben, are more powerful than the stuff you can get in the streets. Oh, so yeah. here, and it led to this entire line of thinking. Now, again, who knows how sane I am, but I want to share it with you. <laughs> what's this? What's this documentary? Man, right here, this is my business. Buying, selling, whatever, you know. Slow. Business is off, man. Sales are down. Seems like half my customers, they don't even need me anymore, you know? I mean, they're getting half for free out of the medicine cabinets. How am I supposed to compete with that? That kids? Well, next time something goes south with your kids, don't look at me, man. 
Ain't my problem. I didn't do it. Teens don't need a drug dealer to get I high. I wish I did. Safeguard your prescriptions. Safeguard your teens. Okay, yeah. Now, now, Ben, I would agree. I mean, listen, teens can get high off almost anything these days. They're snorting everything they can. And, yeah, I think it's important for you to protect the prescription medication if you have any. Hopefully you're not on any. But if you are, I understand. But then I'm thinking to myself, Ben, but wait a minute. If kids can't get the drugs out of the prescription medicine cabinets in the bathroom... They could just get it at school. And this very article came out, I think it was the next day, out of the New York Post. Medicaid kids in uh, prescription uh, money surge. New York State's Medicaid program paid $82.8 million in 2006 for two dozen psychiatric drugs for tens of thousands of children with many of the meds not FDA approved for kids, records obtained by the Post show. Use of the powerful antipsychotics, anticonvulsants, and antidepressants once prescribed only for adults has skyrocketed as more New York kids are diagnosed with mental illnesses and behavioral disorders. Okay, this is a long article. Again, you said New York Post, you can check it out. But one of the most important paragraphs is the lucrative sale of the drugs also has drawn scrutiny from law enforcement authorities in New York and other states. Several states are investigating whether pharmaceutical companies are illegally promoting the drugs to doctors off-label for uses not FDA approved. Well, I mean, I think I think if it's illegal or, or legal, it makes no difference. I mean, the the fact that these are a lot of the drugs that kids are going into themselves, going to school and blasting up the school with. You know, that's what I'm they're saying. They're finding these drugs in the in the kids' bloodstream after they blow their own head off. I mean, this is this is these drugs are serious. Out of the 82.8 million, the drug that was the most popular, or at least grossed the most money, is called Risperdal. I'm hopefully pronouncing that right. R I S P E R D A L. 23.1 million dollars out of the 82.8. Risperdal was given to 17,393 New York Medicaid kids in 2006, making it the most heavily prescribed psych- psychiatric drug in the program. It was recently approved by the FDA to treat autism then, but is also often prescribed for bipolar disorder in kids. It's also blamed in lawsuits nationwide for side effects, including the diabetes caused by waking, Parkinson's-like movement disorders, and gyno I hope I pronounced this right, gynecomastia, which is males when they grow breasts. That's that's Holy the- Christ, what the hell? So Oh my god. So I'm oh, now, now Ben, I'm now, this is about the third quarter now. Oh, I'm oh, sitting oh, there and I'm trying to enjoy go ahead, uh, Pi, if you want to say I something think it's perfectly reasonable. I agree, George. Now I'm sitting there, but I'm I'm trying to enjoy the football game, and now I'm thinking, wait a minute, didn't something like this come out? After 9-11, wasn't there a commercial that came out that said something along the lines of, well, if you buy drugs from drug dealers, you're supporting terrorists. And sure enough, didn't take long for YouTube, and I found the commercial. Okay, so it's true. What's well, true? Drug money funds terrorism. It is true. Bull okay. crap! Okay. Look, let's say I buy some dope. Let's say. Hypothetical. Let's say. Now, how much of my money actually makes it to the bad guy's hands? A couple of bucks. A few bucks. A few bucks. That's it. Peanuts. So what you're saying is it's okay to support terrorism. Can I say that? Okay, so many of you are saying, all right, Tony, what the hell are you getting to here? So I'm talking about the media and how the propaganda machine just never stops. The gears are always turning. So mm-hmm. now that in that commercial, they're saying, well, if you support terror or if you buy drugs off drug dealers, eventually you're supporting the terrorism. But then, Ben, the line of thought came to its end. When I remember that in September 26 of 2007, there was a CIA plane that crashed in Yucatan carrying 3.2 tons of cocaine. Yeah. Special report. Plane that crashed in Yucatan with 3.2 tons of cocaine was CIA rendition aircraft. 
So all this stuff, man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just losing my mind. Well, no, it's very possible. But this whole the whole idea about where drugs come from and what where the money goes and what it's what it's eventually supporting, we know the government's behind the drug trafficking. The friggin' plane crash with, with cocaine in it. Not only that, I mean, I, I have a clip here, and I don't I, I don't think I'm going to get to play it here because we're, we're really long, running low on time, but I have a clip of, of Michael Rupert uh, going in front of the, uh, co- the CIA committee in uh, downtown Los Angeles basically showing that the CIA has been delivering drugs to downtown Los Angeles and, and, and literally putting people on crack, black families on crack, oh, of specifically course. targeted towards poor black families putting them on crack. It's sick. Um, it's, so it's, it's, it's really sick. It's sick. You know, everything's, everything's in, the, in the name of terrorism. We know the government's behind this stuff. Their own plane crashes with cocaine. They weren't getting rid of it. Get real. But when we come back, we're going to have a little bit of lighthearted stuff. I'm going to go get some air. I'm a little bit distraught, and we'll be right back on the Animal Farm. You want to be uh, blunt about what has taken place? You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. It will be righteous. All right, folks. I just took a deep breath. I think I'm better now. You know, P.O. I don't know, man. You know, P.F. came over. You know, we were, we were. I was going through the articles, just trying to make some sense of all of them and trying to put them together, man. And that's basically what I try to do. I try to make some sense and try to tie things together to understand them better. And I just keep getting frustrated, and I, I can't, I just can't take it anymore. But nevertheless, uh, like I said, Ben, and then the audience at large, we do have a little bit of a game show. <laughs> First, I want, um, I want to make sure that we do have Mr. Charles Ratner. Charlie, can you hear me? I sure can. All right, Charles. Um, for those who have not caught the shows on Revere Radio Network, Charles Ratner is a attorney. He's a, he's a very good one at that. And we've come up with a little bit of a game show, and we're about to reveal the name of the game show. Hopefully, hopefully it goes over well tonight. It's our first time, but the name of the game show is Lie or Law. Here's how the game show works. And if you have a better name, please let us know. 888-202-1984. We need your participation. Otherwise, it's really going to be kind of a bunk thing here. We need you to call in, and, and this is how it's going to work. Charlie Ratner is going to provide four laws to us. One of these laws is actually not real. It's a made-up law. He's going to make up a law for us because he's so, he's so damn intelligent that he can do it. Um, and the game show basically revolves around the idea that many of these laws are just ridiculous sounding, but you're going to have to guess which one is actually fake. And so, just, let, just to let people know, Charlie is a certified lawyer. Yes, right? actually, Charlie, before we start, could you give a little quick background on who the hell you are, please? Oh, sure. Yeah, I've been an attorney for almost 10 years now, and uh, I've concentrate primarily on, on patents and trademarks but uh you know we uh we all get the same law degree so um but that's where i focus my practice uh i also take a personal interest in constitutional law so i follow that excellent. pretty closely excellent and, and once again folks if you miss the shows on revere radio network we have some great archive shows with charlie right there participating uh, check them out but sure enough, Charlie, uh, we're going to give the floor over to you. But once again, folks, Charlie's going to give us four laws. You have to guess which one is not real, not an actual law. And keep in mind, folks, we don't know. Uh, we have no idea. Is. Nobody knows here at the no. Animal Farm. We promise you. We're all going to make our own guesses. Hopefully. We're participating with you, the audience. Because we figure if you guys don't call in, we're really going to look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, and you could also Skype uh, Skype us or really Animal Farm Show, one word. is The best way to answer this if you don't want to call in yeah. is Animal Farm Show, one word at AIM. So check that out once again. Charlie, you have the floor. Give us the laws, and I will summarize them after you're done. 
All right. Well, I mean, I, I just emphasize that the purpose of this, in part, is just to let people know what things might be illegal and uh, how, how much freedoms you actually have. So you might be surprised at what, which one of these are real and which ones are not. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. A civic sure. lesson for those that don't get it get it in public schools anymore. Mm, of course. Anyway, here we go. Law number one: In the state of Florida, is it illegal? Or it's illegal to live with your boyfriend or girlfriend while unmarried. That's law number one. Law number okay. two. Under federal law, all federal, state, or local law enforcement officials have immunity from civil or criminal suits for actions performed while on duty. No! Once again, Charlie, read that one again. Number two. Uh, basically, federal, state, and local police officers have immunity from suits for actions they take while on duty. Okay. Number three. In Stamford, Connecticut, it is illegal to keep a rooster within earshot of your neighbors. <laughs> okay. And law number four, in Sioux, uh, South Sioux City, Iowa, making when drinking Jaeger bombs in a bar is illegal. Naked? One of these four is actually not a real law. <laughs> All right, so Charlie, one more time. Number four, what was it about the Jaeger bombs? It's illegal to make or drink Jaeger bombs in a bar. Oh, okay. I'm in which state is this, Charlie? Iowa. 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 Okay. okay, so once again, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Charlie, my mind is obviously wondering tonight, Ben. Rule number one in Florida, it's illegal to live with your boyfriend or girlfriend if you're unmarried. Law number two, the federal, uh, federal state or local officials have immunity to things that happen on duty. Uh, law number three, Stanford, Connecticut, you can't have a rooster within earshot of your neighbor. <laughs> oh, Lord. And in law number four, Jaeger bomb, it's illegal to make Jaeger bombs in Iowa. Is that correct, Charles? Those are the laws. And... All right, once again, folks, 888-202-1984 is the number you can call in. If not, it probably would be better off if you just instant message us if you want to participate in this crazy event at Animal Farm Show. One word now. Uh, fellas, we have to make our uh, <laughs> we have to make our, our guesses, but I think we'll go to a quick break. This is a tough one. And so that we can make our little uh, guesses and we'll be right back on the Animal Farm. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret, you got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Alright folks, you never know what to expect on the Animal Farm Radio Show, we always keep you guessing. And once again, we wanted to we wanted to give you some comic relief here folks. We have a lot of we had a lot of difficult articles to talk about and we have a lot more. But we wanted to give you guys a little chance to have some fun. And if you don't participate, then whatever. I'm not offended. <laughs> Nevertheless, I am. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so the game here is the guess which law is bunk, and uh, I am gonna make my guess, Charles. 
I think law number two, which is the federal, state, or local officials have immunity to things that happen on duty. I think that's a false law. Well, I you think stole my answer. Okay, so Ben, you think that's the same I, one? I think oh, so hope, too. Yeah. I hope that's. I hope, I that's, hope the that's the same. And one. Pieth now. So Ben and I are both on the same fence here. <laughs> I mean, uh, Ben and I are both thinking number two, and then uh, Pieth is going to go for number three, where you cannot yes. you cannot have a rooster. Within earshot of your neighbor, and Charles, uh, why don't you just take it home? <laughs> why don't you take it home here and tell us which law is the bunk one? Well, I just gotta say, I know why uh, you and Ben are the host and not. <laughs> <laughs> so That's you're telling right. us the number two, number two. Okay, so once again, Charles, tell us uh, the law and tell us that it's bunk one more time. Just reiterate. Okay, uh, uh, the law that I put out there was that under federal law, all federal state or local law enforcement officials have immunity from any lawsuits while for actions performed while on duty. That is actually oh, thank not God. the case. Thank God. Uh, thank the that, Lord for that. That's one of the checks we have against police power, and people should not hesitate to use it in these extreme cases that we're hearing about. I mean, some of the, and in some of these cases, it doesn't appear that the police officers are being punished at all. But uh, Yeah. Absolutely. No, I mean, that, that we the people still have. Yeah, that's absolutely, Charles. And I think a lot of people initially, they get, you know, people fear the police a lot of times. I mean, you shouldn't fear your police, uh, and the police shouldn't fear the people. I mean, if we could just figure out a way to <laughs> to coexist, you know, I don't want to sound like uh, Bill Paxton or whatever, whatever it was on Independence Day. But the bottom line here is, you know, we, we have to fix these problems, and the bottom line for people is you have rights, and they're not allowed to be violated I know by... human beings, yes. and fish can coexist peacefully. Absolutely. So, but nevertheless, uh, just, just for humor's sake, so it is illegal... To live with your boyfriend or girlfriend if you're unmarried in Florida, Charles, is that really true? Yeah, that is that is a Florida state law, oh. section seven ninety eight of the Florida state code calls it lewd and lascivious behavior, and it's punishable by up to sixty days in jail and a fine of up to several thousand dollars. Christ um, well, I'm sure, Charles, you were listening. I mean, listen, no offense to Floridians, but there's a lot of backwards laws there, folks. Uh, backward, backwards, okay, so, backwards. But So it is actually illegal to make a Jaeger bomb in Iowa. It is. Well, uh, that, that's Section 6.5 of the Sioux City, Iowa, ordinances. It says no, I don't want to put a bad image in myself. For any person to, to add alcohol to any beer on a licensed alcohol. Uh, license oh, really? Serves alcohol. Well, I'll tell you the truth, and I, I just got back from... That's true. Well, and actually, that's interesting, Charlie, because I, I recently went to Boston for a couple days, um, and I was in a bar there, and we're all ready to do some car bombs. And, of course, it's like Jameson mixed in with Guinness, whatever the, it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's similar to a Jaeger bomb. You get a shot glass, and you drop it into another glass. So it's actually it was against the rules of the bar to do one of those because I think someone broke the glass and, like, you know, cut their main artery or something like that. So I guess these yeah. bombs are getting some bad, oh. bad, uh, bad vibes. But nevertheless... We appreciate, Charles, you doing the work, and hopefully people out there like the bit. Uh, <laughs> once again, Liar Law, Animal Farm Radio Show. We're going crazy. We'll, we're, I think we'll break back. We're up against the break right now. When we come back, a lot more news uh, right at you, so stay tuned. This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. 
And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets, just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Blood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enterfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enterfood.com. Tell them Jack Blood sent you. You can get justice. If you've been railroaded by the system, there is something you can do. I'm Randy Kelton from the Rule of Law on We the People Radio Network. At our new seminar, we'll demonstrate our techniques to enforce due process. Every step the jackbooted police and corrupt courts take is horrendously illegal. Whatever the details of your case, when public officials violate law, they disqualify themselves and the prosecution. We will show you what crimes they routinely commit as a matter of policy. We will provide step-by-step remedies to get your case thrown out. You'll receive a CD containing examples of every document you need and a practice guide. Just fill in the blanks and file. If you've paid thousands to an attorney, we'll show you what he should have done and how to make him wish he had. Our next seminar is on March the 1st, 2008 at Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. We start at 10 a.m. and we'll go until they throw us out. Reserve your place at ruleoflawradio.com. News, politics, cover-ups, government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Animal Farm Radio Show. I'm with the People Radio Network. Tony Pax, Ben Miller, Pius. So glad you can join us on this lovely evening. We just did our first ever game show bit, Liar Law. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it and are not laughing at us. (laughs) The website is www.animalfarmshow.com. And the phone number to call in and participate in our wonderful show is 888-202-1984. So glad, once again, you can join us. And we do have some good news. I hope, I don't want to give you the impression it's all bad. Um, and thanks to Charles Ratner to send this to the Animal Farm. I did not know about this, but apparently, uh, plan would sidestep Electoral College. This came out of Illinois, Springfield. Wow. It was actually something, Ben, and I failed to talk about this when he sent it to me yes. about a couple of weeks ago. And I heard news out of New Jersey that was talking about this, and I failed to mention it. But now that we have a, a follow-up in a different state, if John Arcoza gets his way... 
American voters will never again have to wonder about the workings of the Electoral College and why it decides who sits in the White House. COSA is behind a push to have states circumvent the odd political math of the Electoral College and ensure that the presidency always goes to the winner of a popular vote. Yes. Basically, states would promise to award their electoral votes to the candidate with the most support nationwide, regardless of who carries each particular state. Quote, we're just coming along and saying, why not add up the votes of all 50 states and award the electoral votes to the 50-state winner, said Koza, chairman of National Popular Vote Incorporated. I think that the candidate who gets the most votes should win the office. Now, uh, for folks, if you want to check this out, once again, it's called Plan Would Sidestep Electoral College. Now, Ben, I've been saying this for many years, and I've always looked upon the Electoral College as a... If nothing else, it's a way to fix elections. It's, it at least makes it easier. If you can award points to each state, it makes it easier to say, well, if they could just win Ohio, that's going to win the election. Or Florida. I, I'm, gonna have, I'm not for the college. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree, man. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm for the Electoral College because the, the reason that the Electoral College existed was to, to give uh, equal rights to the minority states and the, the states with the lesser populations. Um, no. So that they weren't getting screwed uh, overall. You know what I mean? If you have if you have a, a majority of people that are in California and you have a small group of people that are in Rhode Island, then the people, the small group of people that are in Rhode Island, even though they are literally a state, they may be generating as much income, uh, if not more income, than say California. I know that's not that's not a real case, but let's say that you do have a smaller case that's that's a smaller state that's uh, generating more. Um, income and more uh, that's that's giving more to the United States as a whole, then they're going to be literally pushed down by the states with a larger amount of people. So I'm 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 for the electoral college. I understand the way it worked in the 2000 elections, and I understand why people are angry towards it. But it's it's put there for a reason. I think people should people should look into that. Okay. Well, hey, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Well, listen, that's fair. And and one of the very few times that I'll probably ever say this, Ben, but I have to disagree. Um, well, no, I, I just I just feel that in democ a democracy, a true democracy, if we're going to have that type of government, uh, that majority should rule, and a majority should not rule based on points given to the 50 states. Again, I think it's been, if nothing else, I know it's been manipulated to fix elections, and with all of the electronic voting machines and how backwards, how ass-backwards our voting system is today, I think the last thing we can afford right now is an electoral college. But nevertheless... Well, I think, I, to, to your point, you know, I just want to say real quickly, before we move on to your point, I think... Uh, I think it's a lot less um, relevant today than it used to be. It used to be a very, very important part of the election process because it wasn't, you know, the, the president didn't make so many national decisions back then. Right. And now they make a lot of national decisions, and now we're sort of a federalist type of country where individual state rights are, are kind of thrown out the window right. and national mm -hmm. state rights are kind of thrown in. So if you have a president that's making national decisions, then maybe the national, you know, in, in a lot of people's eyes, maybe the national election should be the majority of the population. Right. I, I, I still disagree because I'm for state rights, so... That's just okay. Yeah, well, listen. Now, see, folks, see how easy it is. We can disagree and still be friends. <laughs> My first act will be to kill the whole lot of you and burn your turn to cinders. Nevertheless, it is what it is. And, After and the show's over, we're going to go outside and punch each other in the face a couple times. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to go fight you, fight club style. <laughs> well, nevertheless, folks, we want to hear from you, as always. Um, <clears throat> maybe this article will get... If, if we haven't uh, stirred up the tiger in you, I don't know what will at this point, but nevertheless, <laughs> this one hits home for me because, well, we're in New York. But New York to install surveillance cameras in parks. 
um, out of the New York Post. I got to tell you, two great articles out of the New York Post in, in about two months. That's pretty rare. Wow. Big Brother may soon be watching at your local playground. New York NYPD and Parks Department officials say it's only a matter of time before parks throughout the city are equipped with crime-fighting surveillance cameras, as many other parts of the city currently are. Quote, it's not a matter of if we are going to use the technology, but when we are going to use the technology, Deputy Parks Commissioner Kevin Jeffrey said during a, re- a recent city council hearing in the park safety. Jeffrey said the key issues are finding funding and the best technology available to guarantee prosecution. The comments came after Council Minority Leader James Odo said the city is missing opportunities to seriously crack down on park crime by not taking advantage of video surveillance technology. He said he understands some criminals, uh, some communities rather, might be against the idea of being recorded in parks, but Staten Islanders are overwhelmingly supporting this bill. Well, I guess we have to pass it because Staten Island. Run that by me again. Yeah, really. How does that matter? (laughs) Staten Island is passing the bill. Um, Well, I don't have to ask your opinion on this one, Ben. I mean, it's it's pretty sad. But Odo said uh, if the city wants to conduct a pilot program, three excellent borough locations are Westerly Park, Bloomingdale Park, and New Dorp Park. So I guess they're going to be. And we we know, Ben, I mean, this was what, eight months ago, if not more, that the city said it was upping the amount of cameras. Mm -hmm. And if you have any doubts of what's going to happen or how it's going to happen and how it's going to be implemented, folks, I'm the last person in the world that has to tell you look at the UK. The amount of articles that come out of the UK and the stuff that I read out of the UK is so inhumane and so against civil liberties that it makes me sick. Because, you know, a couple years ago we were looking at the UK a lot and they were talking about putting cameras up and stuff like that and now they're adding voice to the camera so now if uh if a camera sees you know two youngins making out in the park or something the camera uh will say hey you two break it up maybe a little bit 1984-ish but it'll it'll say that and uh you know now the cameras are going to talk to you we're literally getting into orwell's uh Orwell's uh, fantasy here. I mean, hey, it's, baby. It's, it's absolutely nuts, man. Absolutely. And, 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 nuts. and just to be fair, I want to actually just touch real quick back to the Electoral College article. Charles did remind, uh, he wanted to point out that the change, if it is implemented, uh, it is a good change as long as it's used in close elections. And the article does, to be fair, but and I can, we can't talk about every, we can't read every single article in its entirety because we'll just run out of time too quick. But mm-hmm. the article does go on to say that this would be a very important measure to implement when you're talking about close elections. And they did, in the article, point out, if I'm not mistaken, that it would have been used to a very good advantage during the Kerry Bush election because Kerry did actually get more of the votes, but he didn't win the points. And that's why, for me, Ben, i got to be on the side to get rid of the Electoral College. Cause well, I would, I would just say one thing in regards to getting rid of the uh, Electoral College. Uh, it is in the Constitution. And if we are going to be looking at the Constitution, we need to we need yeah. to amend it. No, we the, need to do it properly. And you know what? But, and listen, we we all love the Constitution. I, for one, I think we should use it. I, I think it is it gets abused too often. It's not followed. But at the same time, you know, I, I also have to be somewhat fair and say if there is something that is adaptable to today's society, and if if it deals with amending the Constitution, then we got to talk about it. And I think we're ne- no one's ever going to be fully happy. We, this is a struggle, and I think any nation has these problems. Yeah, but the Constitution is made to be amended if, if exactly things, if, in circumstances. And, change right. and if if the circumstances change and we need to to amend it, then uh, then let's do it. Yeah, you know, you know and again, like, like we say, folks, you know, we're not going to agree on every single thing that happens. There's going to be times where we disagree. They are rare, but nevertheless, they happen. So uh, we want to feel um, we want to hear from you and check out what you guys think about these things. And uh, it's so important that you guys participate. And we're actually not getting as many calls as usual tonight, Ben. I'm kind of 
I'm sad. I know sad. Mark. Mark. Mark really uh, was was the winner no matter what. He had a great call before and um, and all that. But you know, whatever. It is what it is. Well, I'm We're getting good feedback on the uh, game show. Everybody loves the game oh, show. Oh, do they really like it? Which is cool. <laughs> so glad. <laughs> Phone number to call in, folks. Eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four. Uh, we'll be back after this break. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Who is Ron Paul, the Republican candidate for president? Ron Paul served his country as a flight surgeon after the Cuban Missile Crisis. As a young doctor, Ron Paul worked nights in the emergency room of an inner city hospital, taking care of everyone, whether they could pay or not. As an OBGYN, Ron Paul delivered over 4,000 babies. Dr. Ron Paul knows our health care system needs real change, where patients and doctors are in charge, not big corporations or government bureaucrats. As a congressman for almost two decades, Ron Paul knows our Constitution is there to protect our freedom and limit government. He has never voted for a tax increase or an unbalanced budget. His record clearly shows he will cut taxes and stop runaway spending. People who know him call him the taxpayer's best friend. To learn more about this remarkable man, go to ronpaul2008.com. That's ronpaul2008.com. I'm Ron Paul, and I approve this message. This message brought to you by grassroots efforts to elect Ron Paul. This is Dr. Catherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. 
online and on demand. This is We the People Radio Network. Folks, you're listening to the Animal Farm on the We the People Radio Network. I'm your host, Ben Miller, hanging here with Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. Hello. I have this crazy article right here that we're going to get into. Um, it is a very crazy article. Navy research paper, quote, disrupt economies with man-made floods and droughts. Oh, my goodness. A recently unearthed U.S. Navy research project calls for creating man-made floods and droughts to disrupt the economy of the enemy state. Whether modifications with successful use in Vietnam to hinder and impede the movement of personal and material from North Vietnam to South Vietnam. Notes of Naval Air Force, Air Force Weapons Division, China Lake Research Proposal released last month to the Freedom of Information Act. But since the time military research on weather modification has dwindled in the United States, the proposal suggests a study of the latest weather manipulation techniques to give the U.S. Uh, military a viable state-of-art weather modification capability again. With that in, in hand, American forces will be able to impede or deny movement of personnel and material because of rains, floods, snow, and blizzard, and also to disrupt economy due to the effect of floods and droughts, etc. Wow. Well, they're in and of itself, Ben, I think is an entire show, if not multiple shows, yes. just, just just talking about weather modification, weather manipulation. Um, well, for, for those that, that maybe not don't believe in uh, weather modification, just do a Google search. There are private uh, companies out there that specialize in it. We used it in Vietnam, Ben. I mean, I don't know yeah. if people believe that or if they don't want to believe it. I really don't care. Don't take my word for it. I don't know anything. In fact, I'd rather all of you out there think that I'm crazy and prove me wrong on a daily basis. Uh, that's kind of what we're going for here at the Animal Farm. Indeed. Um, but thank you for the, the rain there, Pat. That made that rather refreshing, if I may <laughs> say so myself. Um, like a fresh morning breeze. Well, from weather modification to the CIA monitoring YouTube for intelligence... The U.S. spies are looking increasingly online for intelligence, and they've become major consumers of social media. Isn't that nice, Ben? Mm. And this, you can take this what you want, folks. I, you know, at this point. <laughs> In keeping with its mandate to gather intelligence, the CIA is watching YouTube. U.S. spies now under, under the Director of National Intelligence are looking increasingly online for intelligence. They have become major consumers of social media. Doesn't that just sound nice, Ben? Mm. We're looking at YouTube. Which carries some unique and honest to goodness intelligence, said Doug Naqueen, director thank you, director of the TNI Open Source Center, or OSC, in remarks to the Central Intelligence Retirees Association last October. We're looking at chat rooms and things that didn't exist five years ago. Well, first of all, chat rooms did. Uh but yes, other things did not. And trying to stay ahead. We have groups looking at what they call citizens media. People taking pictures with their cell phones and posting them on the Internet, Ben. <laughs> I don't even know what to make of this, Ben. My initial thought is, what the hell is the CIA doing looking at YouTube at this point? I mean, granted, you could learn a lot watching YouTube, and I think a lot of the people in this country and outside of this country get a lot of information from YouTube because video is so powerful. Look at the Baltimore police officer alone. That example alone would never have happened five years ago yeah. because the video would never 
you wouldn't have the possibility to get a video uploaded to the web and have seven million people look at it in a given day. Well, the CIA, you know, has been around since the 50s, and they've been gathering information uh, here and there. And now with the introduction of the internet, I think they're really over overwhelmed by the flood of information being come uh, coming forward. And I think they're really looking towards this flood of information as a as a viable uh, source of information gathering. You know, the CIA is is very information hungry, and they want to know everything. And uh, you know, looking at the internet is a is a good way for them to know stuff. So I think they're just starting to, uh, we're not to get into games here, folks. We're no. in the info war. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it has to do with karma or balance or yin yang or whatever the hell it is. The bottom line, though, Ben. I mean, granted, all of this—the police state stuff we talk about, the monitoring of citizens, the cameras, which seem to be everywhere now and are increasingly being implemented in places—and you tie all that in with the the cops and how they're acting. But if nothing else, Ben, the balance for me is is relieving. And, I, and I, I'm glad. Listen, the Hope Steffi incident is terrible. Mm-hmm. I wanted to spend the entire show, but it didn't seem like it was even feasible. But the only comfort I have in that case, and it's very small, but the only comfort I have, Ben, is the fact of the matter is the video itself was obtained through the Freedom of Information Act. Thank mm-hmm. God for that. Yeah. And I'm glad that the police officers, and I use that term very lightly, but I'm glad the police officers screwed up in filming this this horrific event because now we have the proof. And you know what? If, if they didn't videotape it, it would have just been a story. It would have gone even further down the memory hole. And, Ben, you know, after last show, I'm, I'm committed. I mean, I'm committed to doing as much as possible, and I will keep all of you, uh, the listeners, uh, up to date on this incident. It's true what they say. Cops and women don't mix. It's like eating a spoonful of Drano. Sure, it'll clean you out. They'll leave you hollow inside. <laughs> Thank you, Pi. Pi always has a way to put things into words. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, nevertheless, Ben. So, yeah, if nothing else, the point I'm trying to make, and I should have made it a lot quicker, was that at least we're using the video against them as they're using it against us. I think us. it's such an important part of uh, standing up as, you know, as a <laughs> as a citizen, I hate to uh, use that word, but, you know, to stand up as a, as a person with individual rights, you know, to, to videotape this stuff. And you, you see it in these skateboarding videos with these kids, and they're, and they're using their phones, and they're using their mini cameras that they have out right. there, and the cops are, are literally saying, hey, am I on camera? You know, you better right. take me off. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's pointing ser- out the corruption. It serves them right. Thing. Ben, it serves them right. And, uh, hey, it, whoa! Wasn't that great, kid? Absolutely. And and like I said before, Ben, what I expect and one thing that I do want is I want people out there to contact the police officers out there that are good and that are good people and are doing exactly what their job is to do. I want them to call this show. I want them to email us because I know for a fact, I know cops, Ben. I know a lot of great cops. A lot of them are heroes. You know, they've, they've saved lives before. And I want people to speak out against these these corrupt cops. Well, you know, we got to give props to the the Cleveland uh, cops who have Cleveland who, sheriffs who've, who've gone out of their way to uh, you know, really speak out about the whole Slim Steffi case and, and to show how wrong it was uh, what the other cops had done. And so, you know, props to them. Yeah, Ben is referring to uh, you, idiot. that's right. Several Cleveland sheriffs uh, since the event, I guess, now has hit YouTube and has gotten a little bit of momentum. And now that the mm-hmm. case is going to trial. Um, a lot of Cleveland sheriffs have spoken out against the actions. Uh, how can you not speak out against those actions? But a lot of them are speaking out against the actions of the police officials that took place in that barbaric, uh, you know, dare I say, rape of Hope Steffi. And I'm glad, and I think that's very important, and I actually emailed them, Ben, and I didn't get any response, which is no surprise to me. But uh, it's important. We want to get the people out there on the other side of the coin. We're not here to bash cops. 
I have the utmost respect for cops, and I feel that if you're ever pulled over, I think your hands are on the steering wheel. Yes, it's yes sir, or yes, ma'am. Uh, I think you should respect police officers. Bottom line, that's my take on it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. All right, Ben. <laughs> oh, we've disagreed <laughs> twice on this show. That's so rare. That's a new thing. No, shut up. That, that's my thing. I wouldn't say yes. Yes. Uh, I, I would put my hands on the steering wheel. I wouldn't say yes or, or no, ma'am. I, I, you know. That's what I, well, that's what I do, Ben. I'm the same level as me. Well, in my opinion. So I, all right. I say yes or no. <laughs> no doubt. Well, nevertheless, we want to get into some other things, and there was that one incident. And I want to go too far into it, but you know, our freedom of speech, on top of the surveillance society and the police state. Uh, freedom of speech has been, you know, it's been destroyed ever since Bush took office. We don't understand the Patriot Act and so forth. Free but once, zones and yeah, but once again, yeah, and that clip from Boston Legal really does sum it up. But mm-hmm. once again, a protester at a, you know, presidential campaign rally was removed or detained because of a sign that wasn't in favor of the candidate. Most of you know, oh, of course, not another Clinton sign was disallowed at the event. And it's amazing. It's it just, it's sickening to think. But you, you can go to a presidential rally and have a supportive T-shirt or sign, and that's okay. But when you have a sign that's anti-supportive or anti-candidate, you get removed. And I don't even know what happened to this person, but nevertheless, it's not just... democracy. That's right, Alan Combs. Uh, it's not just the neocons at George Bush events that go after Americans who disagree. Same thing happens at liberal Clinton events, as the video here demonstrates. And again, you can just uh, Google this. Kurt Nemo. He's one of the greatest writers I've ever listened to, but Kurt Nemo out of Truth News. Once upon a time, under the now more about First Amendment, we had the right to disagree, so long as we didn't hurt anybody or prevent them from doing likewise. No more. Now, if you're out of step with the brainwashed and orchestrated uh, zombies, dare you remove yourself from the stampede toward fascism and insanity. You are quickly ushered from the room. And uh, most of you folks have already seen this video, but sure enough, it was an anti-Clinton sign saying, not another Clinton. And the sad part, and maybe the sickest part, was that the supporters were the one who ripped the sign out of the hands and ripped it down. And you can understand that. You know, listen, you don't want to see an anti-Ron Paul sign. But, uh, you know, it, it's uncalled for. And this person yeah. was actually physically removed. The fact that they ripped it down is, I, you know, I'm a big Ron Paul supporter. I'd never physically rip a sign down. I mean, that's pretty messed up. No, it is. Um, it is. You know, one thing that you was say whatever you want in front of me. And this is this has really happened, uh, been happening for a very long time. I watched uh, uh, the movie uh, Spin. That's on our website. If you go to our website, sure. animalfarmshow.com, click on the left media manipulations and watch the movie Spin. Um, and, it, and it really showed how uh, got on got on videotape of a uh, Clinton. Um, Heads of the Clinton campaign saying, "Oh, we have to flush out these anti-Clinton signs. We have to get them out of the camera." And they were adjusting the camera to to kind of show that these signs didn't exist. And eventually, one of the people says, "Well, we can't we can't control everything." And I think that's uh that really sums it up. Um, but we're heading up on a break, folks. We will be back momentarily. You're listening to the Animal Farm here on the We the People Radio Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this info bomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. 
The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Animal Farm here on the We the People Radio Network. I'm your host, Ben Miller, hanging out with my uh, partners in thought crime, Tony Pack. Hello, Ben. And also Pius on the soundboard. Hello. We are entering into our last segment here. Toll-free number to call in if you want to get your last-minute thoughts in is 888-202-1984. Or if I'm you have... trying to use that. <laughs> if you have unlimited <laughs> long distance, 512-646-1984. So the toll-free number is 888-202-1984. Or you could drop us an IM, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Website is animalfarmshow.com. Tony, let's get some last-minute news in. I don't even know if, I don't know if I have to say this, Ben, but without Pyeth here, I'd be a lot angry. A lot more angry about things that are going on. Thank goodness for Pyeth. I'd be Pyeth. calling AJs every day. Um, couple of things that I wanted to mention here, and I don't know how far it's going to go. I'm one that travels 
you know, quite a bit, and I do go to Canada and Europe once in a while, but uh, a lot of information and articles that are coming out about border security agents that are searching laptops. Now, you know, we had a couple of incidents last week about a laptop from a company, they wanted the password, all these things, but there was a good mm-hmm. article written out of The Guardian. Um, U.S. border agents can search your laptop or phone, and so can U.K. border agents, should businesses, users travel with blank laptops. And I think one of the gist of the article, and I'll read a little bit of it here, Ben, is they're almost suggesting to you, the traveler, make sure that nothing on that laptop isn't copied or, you know, useful anyway, because it may get seized. Uh-huh. Excuse me? That's right. Once again, out of The Guardian, you might have thought that U.S. border controls were simply focused on keeping out the likes of Lily Allen and Amy Winehouse, who might well reduce the entire country to rubble. Okay, they recanted. <laughs> but some companies now have a different issue. According to the Washington Post, another good article at Washington Post, the New York Post before, but Radius has now tightened its data policies so that traveling employees must access company information remotely via an encrypted channel, and their laptops must contain no company information. Also, at least two major global corporations, one American and one Dutch, have told their executives not to carry confidential business material on laptops on overseas trips. Gurley said this. Um, In Canada, one law firm has instructed its lawyers to travel to the United States with blank laptops whose hard drives contain no data. Now, Ben, I mean, when I travel, I often bring my laptop, even if I'm going out of the country. uh, You know, I want to check email and stuff from home, and I'm always kind of always reading articles and stuff like that. So it seems as though this, I think this is going to get, dare I say, worse before it gets better. I think so, too. Well, this is another case of uh, police officers and, and border agents really taking their authority to the next level, where, where you know, if you, if you look at a, a state police officer and they want to pull you over, there are about a million different reasons why they can pull you over. Complete control with just the flick of a switch. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, they'll set up a million different reasons why they can pull you over, and a border agent will send a million different reasons as why they can confiscate your laptop and look at it. Uh, Alex Jones just went through this recently when he tried to go uh, into uh, look at uh, the Bohemian Grove in, uh, in Canada. That was the Bilderberg, the Bilderberg Group. The Bil- oh, yeah, the yeah. Bohemian Grove. He sorry, did that's say in that. California. Yeah. yeah, it was the Bilderberg Group in, in um, Canada, and they, they had looked at his laptop and it said, if we find one shred of porn on here, uh, you're done because That's, of this. Yeah. So this is this is an example where what the scum dirtbag. <laughs> Any excuse to get Alex Jones, we know. Of yeah. course they're going to use it. Thousands, thousands of different laws that they can implement just at the flick of a switch, as Pius was just saying. So uh, the scary stuff. Yeah. The article goes on and says that the problem is that the U.S. border authorities now argue that they can search or even take away and copy the data on your laptop, your mobile phone, and other devices, just as though it was a suitcase. So again, now we're you're mixing property, tangible property, such mm-hmm. as a suitcase or, you know, a, a clothes or whatever. Now we're mixing it with the data on your laptop being treated in the same ah, way, Ben. So if, if nothing else, I don't know how to combat this. I don't know what the laws are. But I will say that, folks, if you're going to travel with your laptop, first of all, make sure, obviously, you never have anything illegal on your laptop. That's, yeah. that's duh. That's dummy's talk. But the other thing, too, is make sure, folks, that uh, the data on your laptop is secure, at least that it's not... You know, important enough so that someone could take it and use it. But if nothing else, make sure it's copied somewhere else so that you don't lose it. Because they may take your laptop, you may never see it again. Absolutely. And this is what's going on now, Ben. So God, I love freedom. God, I love freedom. And um, you know, it, it's still okay in my mind that the southern border is completely not secure, totally, and that's okay because you know terrorists can just walk in. But make sure that you take my laptop away because I might 
I don't know, I might email a terrorist on AIM and I say, have a naked yeah, picture of a woman listen, on there. Terrorists often make phone calls and tell us what they're going to do beforehand. We all know this. I mean, come on, this is obvious. God, God I love freedom. Thank, <laughs> thank God, George. And terrorists are, are uh, complete porn addicts. <laughs> they're female. Um, obviously. Let me uh, Go ahead, Jen. All right, George, you want to say something, George? Yeah, I really, I'm not, I'm serious. George, I know you're serious. Um, and there's one more thing, too, man. There's a lot of articles, but the other one that kind of, I don't know, and we always talk about finance, and we never talk enough about finance, uh, at least uh, the crisis that we're in, because I don't think we have enough knowledge about it. We have to get people on to talk about the economy and the possible recession. But nevertheless, now euros are being accepted in New York City. The latest example that the U.S. dollar just ain't what it used to be. Some shops in New York City have begun accepting euros and other foreign currency as payment for merchandise. We had decided that money is money, and we'll take it and just do the exchange whenever we can with our bank. Rupert, uh, Robert Chu, owner of East Village Wines, told Reuters Television, the increasingly weak U.S. dollar, once considered the king amongst currencies, has brought waves of European tourists to New York with money to burn and looking to take advantage of hugely favorable exchange rates. Now, call me a nationalist. Yeah. This, this brings a real tear to my eye. Money because, is cool. That's right, butthead. <laughs> uh, it really does bring a tear to my eye because, you know, I, I always kind of prided myself on the fact that the currency in our country was the strongest. Yeah, and that, you I know, prided myself on that fact until I realized that it was monopoly money. <laughs> that's well, yeah, well, currency. obviously. And, and, folks, once again, if you haven't seen America, Freedom to Fascism, directed and produced by the late Aaron Russo, Do please, folks, go, yeah, go check it out. I'm sure you, I know you can find it on Google Video. It's completely free. Um, you know, seriously, check it out. It's one of the greatest and most powerful activism tools out there, I believe, in my humble opinion. And it deals a lot with the Federal Reserve, the income tax, the law uh, behind it. And it also goes into some... Uh, of the RFID technologies, which we barely even talk at all time about RFID, and, yep. and there's so much more about RFID coming out, and maybe next week, then we'll we'll dive into that as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it, you know, it, it really did start out with Jay Z flashing euros in his videos. Next thing you know, we got a <laughs> we got people in in New York taking euros for an actual actual currency. It's so. just unbelievable. I, I never thought that this would actually happen, but sure enough, I, I never thought that the uh, American dollar would be less than the Canadian dollar. I went. I just got back from Canada, Ben, and it's it. They're almost they're laughing that. at us. I mean, and and they're you know I like Canadian people. They're very good people, but it, they're looking at us like, do you even know that your dollar is not worth as much as ours? And I'm like, listen. yes, I do. You don't have to tell me. I have a radio show. I know all about it. I, I love America. I love America. I love this country. I love our constitution. Um, but it is indeed uh, very embarrassing to be an American right now. It really is. Um, you know, I, I have this article right here. Senate votes for expansion of spy powers, and here we are supposed to be a, a free country. Uh, we call ourselves a free country, and, and we're literally turning into a third-world police state where, uh, you know, cops are cops are beating up 13-year-olds that aren't uh, speaking their type of language, and it's 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 a it's a sad state that we're in. And and we, we as activists, uh, we need to get off our asses and, and do more. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that. You know, the people, the people that call into this radio show and the people that email us and and give us their support are are incredible uh, active activists great people at heart and care so much about this country and, and we need to promote that everybody needs to we, we need to give ourselves pat on pats on the back so that we understand that you know what we're doing is right we're good people we have to keep going forward and we have to we have to double our efforts absolutely ben and the other thing too just to just to add on to what you're saying we have to stop fighting with one another i mean listen none of us ben and i are the two most similar human beings in the world when it comes to being a patriot. But even we disagree. We disagreed twice on the show tonight, which is unheard of. Oh, listen, it's not a... Thank you, Pius. It is not about... (laughs) 
right or wrong. It's about community. It's about working with one another and just accepting and celebrating our differences in beliefs and overall views. But the bottom line is this is our country. It's being destroyed by whomever you want to talk about. It could be the Illuminati, whatever you want to say. It's being destroyed. And we, and we need to change our ways. We have to get off our asses. Turn off the televisions. Get people involved. If the Hope Steffi case doesn't get people fired up enough to think about the police and how they're being abused and how they are abusing all rights of citizens, then, then the fight is over, man, and then we need to stop the show. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, the fight starts with you. You individually. Take a look and yourself and understand that you are an American, that you are a, a patriot, that you are a, a, a part of this country, and that you can't stand for this wrongdoing that's been happening here. I mean, you've got to do something. You personally. We need to break through the belief system, and any other way that we can do it, please let us know, because the belief system is what is keeping most people at bay. The belief system is the reason why we're not succeeding as much as we should be. People are so afraid to give up their football on Sunday, and I'm not. Listen, I'm all for watching football on Sunday. I'm not trying. To, I'm just using it as a euphemism at this point. Yeah. The idea is that if we can't just start committing some of our time to researching, talking, talking to our neighbors, talking to our bit. friends, just you know, can we, yeah, can we start get with a little bit? Can we get the conversation away from OJ and Brittany for five minutes and talk about a woman who got raped in Ohio? Can, if we can't do that, then we are doomed doomed completely so folks uh you know we're preaching to the choir you guys know more than we do you guys are activists you guys listen to the show for for any information that maybe you don't know uh but we need tools we need ways to get the message out there and it just helps every bit helps and we do appreciate your calls we do appreciate all the instant messages and any other things that you think we should be doing differently please we're all ears again folks Listen uh, to the show next week. Uh, we got, we're going to have an interesting show. We're going to talk a little bit about RFID and give you a, a lowdown on that. Visit the website, animalfarmshow.com. Check it out. Um, drop us emails. Join the forums. Get involved. This is an activist station right here, a hub for all activism and, and uh, helping our country. So listen up, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week. I hope you enjoyed the show, animalfarmshow.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you. Love you.